Got my dog tags and my good luck charm A new sailor chair on my right arm Got a Red McNally and a MasterCard Gonna drive and drive till I buy the farm Cause people gonna say what they're gonna say I'm just gonna do John Randall is one of Nashville's premier songwriters A Grammy, CMA, and ACM award winner He's been the creative force behind many household names Like Miranda Lambert, Allison Krauss, Amy Lou Harris the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, and many others. This year, he released an album with Miranda Lambert and Jack Ingram called The Marfa Tapes. He also recorded and released a self-titled album of songs he had written over the years. I had a chance to talk with him about his incredible career and this fantastic album. I hope you dig it. Cool, yeah, so I, just, I wanted to start off talking a little bit about the, uh, the Marfa Tapes that you did with uh, Miranda Lambert and, and Jack Ingram and just kind of how that whole project came about. You know, uh, it's, it's been a a long kind of accidental album, (laughs) accidental project in progress. We, um, I've been going out to Marfa, Texas. A lot of people probably have no idea where that is, but it's out in West Texas in between the Davis mountains, uh, South of the Davis mountains and North of the big Bend national park. It's it's about 5,000 feet in the high desert. And, and years back, it became a little art community. Um, uh, and, just kind of this cool little vibey town. And I started going out there about 20 years ago. Just, I saw it on the map one day and I grew up in Dallas and I always wanted to go out to big Ben and I'd never heard of Marfa. And so I was like, well, let's just go check out Marfa. So I went out there and just fell in love with it. And I started going out there all like every year I'd go make a trip out that way. And the Davis mountains are beautiful. And the McDonald's observatory is there because it's so dark at night. Um, and the mountains are, are, you know, bigger than you would expect in West Texas. But, um, anyway, I think I talked about it so much that, that, uh, Miranda called me out on it. She was having a tough 2015 and she called me one day and said, Hey, I just got off the phone with your wife. And, uh, she's got a phone jesse she said i'm gonna come pick you up tomorrow we're gonna fly to texas and pick up jack in midland and make a road trip out to marfa i want to go out there and i just want to see the stars and and disappear for a little while and so it was just kind of a little therapy trip with three friends and and uh that we just couldn't help ourselves when we got out there that uh, we have a friend that has a a ranch and I say ranch, it's just just cool little Bobby bunkhouse out on like 5,000 acres in the middle of a hundred thousand other acres. And, and, uh, I think that first trip out, we ended up writing either seven or nine songs. I can't remember, but we at least seven or eight songs. We just wrote like crazy. It was just like therapy writing for a week. And, and we had such a bond out there that we, we decided to go back the next year. And then we went back a few more times. And, and the last time we were there was during all the quarantine, you know, the whole world was shut down and nobody knew there was no talk of touring. You know, at that point they were talking about, Oh, 2022, we might be able to tour and all that. So we were down there writing songs and, and we sat up one night and uh, we poured some tequila and we were just listening back to all the work tapes of these songs we'd written over these trips. And we had like 20 songs, um, collected. And, and then that's when the, the thought process of, man, I wonder if people would want to hear these, you know, these are not, these weren't the kind of songs that were going to end up on Miranda's major label record or for radio records or for, you know, they're very, very singer songwriter 
you know, we were pretending to be guy in towns, you know, trying to impress ourselves with our sense of dark lyric, you know, and we were just being cool and, and writing songs about real things that were going on. And so, uh, anyway, it, it just, it, there was, it, I don't think if quarantine had happened, we would have been able to, because everybody would have been firing on all cylinders. And so there was, there was a big pause in the world, a big pause for us. And, and, and we were able to go, you know, Hey, let's put some music, let's put these out and see, see if anybody cares. And and so we went, what we did is we went back down there with, uh, took Brandon Bell. We wanted to put the work tapes out, but the cows were so damn loud and the wind was blowing so hard that you couldn't hardly hear the songs. So we went back down with three microphones. We just set them about 10 feet away from us and we filmed and we did one pass of everything so that it would be as honest as the rest, as everything else. And, uh, and it's, I mean, there's out of tune guitars and there's cows and there's creeks, floor creeks and Jack walking across the rocks and all that stuff is in there, but that's kind of, kind of what we were going for and and yeah. we were able to get it get it out so that's awesome i think it sounds great so the the videos that we've seen that that's the the recording for the album as well it was all done at the same time yeah yeah what well, and that's a that's a funny thing too was uh or an interesting thing not funny interesting thing was we took uh spencer peoples as a filmmaker in austin and he brought he brought like three cameras and a drone camera and we were just going to get uh, some footage of us recording the songs. The whole point was just to kind of have maybe have some content, have it documented for whatever reason, but he filmed. So he just constantly filmed and he had like a hundred hours of film or something. Great. So, so, uh, it ended up becoming a little mini documentary. It's about an hour long documentary. And we just, you know, it's a, it's a good, if you want to see it, it's a cool insight with all the performances are on there. Um, uh, kind of us talking about the place that we stay, how we got there and telling the story about it all. It's, it's, I can't stand to watch myself on, on the screen. So I lived through the edits with it. And then I was like, okay, but, but I think, I think Miranda fans would, would, and Jack Ingram fans would definitely find it interesting. Yeah, absolutely. That, that whole town and that whole story behind that town is, is pretty fascinating to me. I didn't know much about it until um, the album came out and then I've, I've, I've just started to see it all over the place now. And it's an interesting place. Yeah, it is. I mean, they filmed a handful of movies down there. Um, I mean, giant was obviously the big claim to fame for them forever, which I think was James Dean's last movie. I don't know if I'm full of, you know, what on that, but I think it was, I want to say it was his last movie, but I think uh, no country for old men. There will be blood. Um, what else? There was another Tommy Lee Jones just filmed a couple down there. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a thing, you know, it's a, and it's not for everyone, but it's for us, you know? Yeah. That's cool. I started watching that TV show um, that Amazon put out. Uh, it's like, I, oh. I heart Dick or I love Dick. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And uh, I'm about two episodes in and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. It's a weird yeah, show. Okay, good. You're getting a look at the town for sure. That's great. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the, um, the, the new self-titled album that um, they just put out. Um, the sound is, is, is fantastic. It sounds really good. And I was just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about the recording of it and um, uh, how that was all put together. Yeah. Well, it kind of, I, I call it an accidental record. Uh, I, I, if I look back through the history of how this, I kind of put all piece this thing together, 
the first song uh, was a song that's on the record called Streets of Dallas that I had written. I, I heard Tom Schuyler, who's a kind of a famous old songwriter, legendary songwriter in Nashville, give a, a speech one time. Uh, it's been years ago now, but he gave a speech about how um, co-writing was killing the art of songwriting. And it really, <laughs> I'd been doing a lot of co-writing because I'd had publishing deals and all that, you know, and it really, it bummed me out because I used to only write by myself, you know, like I, I made that transition of only writing songs myself. To the, and I started missing that guy. I was like, wait a minute, where's that guy with that point of view that, you know, used to be a little more free in the lyric and all that. And I, so I wrote Streets of Dallas just proving that I could still be that guy, which was harder than I thought because I found myself co-writing with myself. You know, I found myself really second guessing way more than I ever had. So that was almost an exercise in getting back to that. And and there's a few co-writes on this record, but but most of the stuff that I have written over the years by myself that I I wanted to kind of hang on to that were really they really weren't the kind of things that that would work for an outside artist anyway. And so I I went in the studio uh, with a great group of musicians. Um, and went into a Southern ground studio, which is Zach Brown studio in Nashville. Brandon Bell is my partner in crime. He and I've worked, um, he worked with Gary Pachosa for years. Uh, we all worked together on a bunch of records. And when he took over, uh, Zach's studio, I basically was just living in there with him. Everything, uh, not just for my stuff, but everything I was producing, we were doing in that studio. And, uh, it just became very comfortable to me. And, um, and so I started started tracking these songs, you know, kind of a little at a time. I tracked a few things one day and then, the, you know, six months later, I tracked a couple other things. And, you know, and then I had it. I was sitting on it for a couple of years, like a year and a half or something. And I, I finally gave in, was going to put the record out. Um, but then yeah, I'm married to Jesse Alexander, who's a fantastic singer songwriter. We finished her record. And so we put her record out first because she had some real, she had some Cheryl Crow dates lined up to go play and some festivals and some stuff. And she was actually going to go out and work the record. And I thought, well, I'll put mine out on the back end of that. Well, the, the week we dropped her record, you know, the whole world shut down, it was quarantine. So I, I ended up sitting on it again and really and truly it's, it, it sounds opportunistic and I kind of really don't mean for it to be, but with the Marfa tapes coming out, you know, Miranda was the one that said, listen, you, you're going to be on the radar of a lot of people that have never heard of you, had no idea because you're a behind the scenes guy, you know? And, uh, and she said, your last record's 15 years old. So you're sitting on a record, put it out. So she was like, put it out so people can hear these new songs, you know? And so it kind of gave me the Marfa tapes kind of gave, put me in, Spotlight as an artist, um, quote, quotationing for people who can't see, but put me in spotlight as an artist. And so it kind of, it, it, it kind of felt okay to put out, you know, maybe, maybe at this point, someone might care that I put out a record if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. And you have been a behind the scenes guy, but my God, the people you've worked with is just like unbelievable. The list of, of musicians, it's pretty incredible. Uh, thank you. I've been I've been really lucky, really blessed, really lucky, and uh, I'm just uh, 
trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up, you know? <laughs> I know that feeling. Well, I really like the song, uh, Keep On Moving, and it's the album opener. And uh, I like how it explores this, this theme of simplicity. And I was wondering if you could talk about uh, that song a little bit. Change my clothes, maybe take a little trip down to Mexico. If I don't come back, well, there you go. Cause people gonna say what they're gonna say. I'm just gonna do what I've been doing. Man, I, I don't know. It's like I've always grown up, it, it, you know, you dig into what you know musically. And and uh, I mean, I grew up a bluegrass kid, so I actually grew up singing a lot of like death and murder songs and in dark, dark songs. And I've always been drawn to those. But also growing up in Texas and growing up on that music um, there as well, I kind of I've always been intrigued with the road trips and the disappearing, you know, like I would hear about that. Like my dad was a police officer, you know, and it's like, I'd hear about these old cops that he worked with that just, they'd go, they'd move somewhere in the middle of Mexico and become expats. And they, you know, they just, they, they said, they said, bye, took a 12 pack and drove down across the border and never came home, you know? And it's always like, I was always intrigued with those stories and those people. And I actually saw a documentary one time where they were interviewing all these old expats that had moved down to like Juarez and they'd been living down there since the sixties, you know? And so I was always like, man, if I was ever going to just check the, you know, what out that, that that's what I do. I get in the car and I just disappear, you know, and I've always been intrigued with those the romance of that thing. Cause I love doing that. I love getting in a car and driving and not really just get to a stop sign and take a pick, you know, left or right and just get lost for hours on a back road somewhere. And I've, I've always been that guy. So deep down inside romantically, I'll just keep driving. That's what these songs give me, you know, is a little, a little video of a little <laughs> mini movie. All right. Yeah, I loved it. I love the line about the the Rand McNally. It, it, when I was listening to it the first time, I was like, "Why do I know what is what is a Rand McNally?" And it took me to the end of the song, and it, it came back again. I was like, "Oh, that's clever. Yeah, it, I like it's that." Really, it's really throwback, man. I, it's one of those. I, I kind of I, I do that to a fault sometimes. My, my wife gets on to me about it because she's such a great songwriter, but. I love throwing lines in there sometimes that I know are really old references that people are not going to, they're going to have to think about, you know, right. but I, it's something cool about that to me. Yeah. Yeah. Instantly drew um, back images of uh, being on the side of the road with a map and blowing in the wind. Yeah. And where are we at? You know, and <laughs> <laughs> exactly. that was great. But we got there, didn't we? We got where we were going. We did. How did we do it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I also liked uh, the song Ranchero. I thought it was kind of an interesting, sparse instrumental track. And uh, I'd just like to know more about that song as well. It's funny when you, when you, I'm a guitar, I'd say collector. I have way too many guitars and 
for what are you know when you get a new guitar it's and i mean this was an old guitar this was actually like a 44j45 but but it's like when you get a a, a new toy you know you want to play on it and play on it play on it and it's funny because that little that little riff that little idea just came to me and and the i just kind of started playing around with that as an instrumental and uh and I, it's funny i named it ranchero because because the street i grew up on was was this the, the main our driveway was off of ranchero lane and when i was a kid it ran it ran perfectly east and west and when if you were driving into a sunset after it rained you know the steam would kind of be coming off of the road and where we lived was very wooded and it was texas there'd be tarantulas running all over the road you'd you'd hit 20 of them before you got to the driveway because they were just everywhere but uh but it's a fun it's a fun little ditty and and in a way it's like a in my mind it's like uh a, well i used to love how like the nitty-gritty dirt band like john McEwen would just do a little banjo piece in between songs or you know or eruption you know eddie van halen has eruption in the middle it's like it's not that complicated but it's like just a just a little i don't know maybe it's the ginger in between the sushi rolls kind of cleanse the palate kind of thing. And it's not, I mean, every flat picker in the world can figure it out in about five minutes, but, but it's a cool little melody and it's, it's, it was fun to get to showcase a little flat picking. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. I like that. It it gives you a little, um, a little space to think about the songs and, uh, you know, just kind of process as you're listening to it. That's good. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, man. Well, Tequila Kisses uh, draws on some pretty evocative uh, imagery, and it kind of reminded me of uh, Black Rose by uh, Billy Joe Shaver, you know, that Waylon made so so popular. And uh, I was wondering if, if you were thinking about that song at all when you were writing that one. No, but that, I mean, that's a, that's kind of in that same, that same category of uh, topic. Um, I don't know, man, that's one, that's kind of one of those things that I, I you know, kind of wrote it more as like from the title and it's like, what could this be? And, and, I, there again, I tend to, I don't think I really do it on purpose, but looking back, it feels like I, I tend to write like little music videos or little, little mini stories, little slices of life in my, in my brain, you know, and, and then that's when they kind of come out on paper. If I can get the, if I can get the lyrics, not too flowery, but kind of honest enough that it feels like a real story, then, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of when I feel like we've got a, a decent song and a decent idea for that. And, you know, and like I said, man, so, so many things that I write from are my experiences, but also other people's experiences, people that I've heard stories, I've heard some of the crazy characters that, that I've met, you know, touring and, and, uh, growing up down in Texas, there's a, there's no, uh, yeah, there's, there's quite a few characters down that way. So right. you get to hear a lot of those stories. Yeah. Yeah. I was interested too. And then the, the, the song comes after streets of Dallas. And uh, I don't know if you meant it to be this way, but, um, when I was listening, it, it almost seemed like, um, it was some sort of like follow up to tequila kisses. Like this is this guy, like down the road and, and some <laughs> yeah. sort of like, <laughs> it could be absolutely got a song to sing. Sure. Can't find a friend. Down to my last 20 bucks Tequila in a Dixie cup Holding to it like a holy chest Looking for forgiveness for my sins 
the streets of Dallas, I tried to, you know, it's like when I was, when I was a kid, there was, I just remember downtown Dallas being so sad. There, there, you know, the big oil crash happened and all those skyscrapers were just empty for years. They were just these ginormous 40 story abandoned buildings down there. And, and, uh, it was real sketchy down there. There was a lot of crime and you just, nobody went to downtown you know, for years and years. And that's kind of in my brain. I was just thinking about, you know, when I would drive around downtown with my dad, I would just think about how, how, man, it would, it would suck to have to live down here <laughs> back then, you know, now, it's my hometown. It's my, I love it. And I love my people, but I, they would, anybody my age would remember how really a, a dark time it went through. And I kind of, I just took a little snapshot of that, that time. Gotcha. Is it has it changed now? Is it more like cleaned up and oh yeah, activity? yeah. There's all the, all the cool restaurants and and uh, hip hotels and yeah. Dallas is fun. It's uh, it's uh, it's fast now. You know? yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, touring has started to uh, open back up for a lot of people, and um, uh, I was interested in um, your touring schedule. You got some dates coming up, and you're gonna be back back out on the road here pretty soon. Man, I don't know. I'm, I'm so, uh, wrapped up in production. I'm trying to get all these, you know, when, when, uh, when quarantine went down, nobody knew if they were going to be touring. So like, like I said, they, some people thought there was going to be 2022 before we toured or whatever. And so then all of a sudden they started booking, uh, you know, the booking agents came back promoters said, Hey, we're going to book stuff for the summer. And all my friends that I produce were like, oh shit, we got to make a record. Right. So, so I've, I'm just wrapped. I've done, I did five projects this year as a producer and I'm just now getting, uh, we've been working on Miranda's new, her new album. Me and Luke Dick have been producing tracks for her new album. So, um, we're getting that wrapped up and hopefully turning that into. So I'm kind of in that mode. Um, but there's little things will pop up and not, you know, I, uh, Jack and I've been showing up and playing some shows with Miranda, which has been fun. So, um, I, I'll throw anything I'm doing, I'll throw on the website, but as of right now, I'm just trying to get the year wrapped up with, uh, my other responsibilities. Right. Right. That's good. At least you're busy. That's good. I'm, I'm busy and I won't complain. Will not complain. Fantastic. Well, Hey, if, if people want to find out more about you by merch and, um, and see what's going on with your music and whatnot, what's the best place for them to check you out online? Uh, you can go to John Randall music on Instagram or, uh, John And it's J O N just so you know, J O N Randall, R A N D A L L music.com. And, uh, yeah, you can find it. I'm on all the social stuff. So cool. All right, man. Well, that's all the questions I had for you. I appreciate you connecting with me today. Thanks for having me on, man. Best of luck out there in Carson City, man. I hope you guys get past all the fire and maybe maybe the skies will open up and give you a little bit of relief soon. Thanks for listening. And a huge thanks to John for sitting down and chatting with me about this record. Check out his album and give him some support. And while you're at it, like and subscribe to my show. Leave me a rating and follow me on Instagram or Facebook. Until next time, everybody. Have a good one. Sailor Jerry on my right arm. Got a Rand McNally in a master car. Gonna drive and drive till I buy the farm.